0: Welcome to the Placebo Magic Podcast, the podcast about teaming up with your superstitious brain. I'm your host, Durmak, the wizard and peasant lord of this vast ten acre realm of Hobdur, also known as Farm Code Gary, also known as Garrison Benson. Greetings, placebo mages. This week we're discussing how you can incorporate the idea of alternate universes into your spiritual practice. Alright, so many of you may have seen the latest Spider-Man movie, Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse. The basic premise is that there are a bunch of parallel universes, and each one has its own one and only Spider-Man or Spider-Woman, and they all have to team up to save the multiverse from collapsing. Some of the other universes are basically the same, but with subtle differences. Like there's one in which Peter Parker, uh, instead of Peter Parker getting bit by a radioactive spider, his friend Gwen Stacy gets bit. It's basically the butterfly effect. Imagine a universe where one or two things went differently and then extrapolate from there. But then you also have universes that are completely different in style and tone, like an anime universe, a film noir universe, and a Looney Tunes style universe. Anyway, what does this all have to do with placebo magic? Well, I found that the idea of alternate universes can be really helpful in tweaking your ideas about yourself and about your circumstances. Oftentimes we don't realize that our beliefs about ourselves, our ego beliefs, are holding us back in myriad ways. Whether they're positive beliefs or negative beliefs, it's really, really, really hard to let go of them. And that's what a lot of magic is about. It's part of why placebos and thus magic spells are fairly effective for pain management. We often double down on chronic pain by, in some sense, idolizing the pain and making it the center of our world. Same with heartbreak or a victim mentality or a lot of different kinds of addiction or just different kinds of limitations that we perceive for ourselves. Uh, There's the actual limitation that might exist and then there's the doubling down that we do in our heads to make the limitations seem bigger than it actually is. And spell casting is essentially a brain hack to change your subconscious beliefs by tapping into some kind of symbol or something outside of your ego. Maybe by praying to God or for healing or by using an aroma that symbolizes healing uh, with aromatherapy. But this alternate universe idea is a somewhat more direct way to address your ego. It's still outside of yourself but not very far. In comic books, oftentimes the publishers will use an alternate universe to explore possibilities for a character that they don't want to commit to in the main timeline. Like, for instance, in the early 2000s, Marvel created The Ultimate Spider-Man as a more modern reboot of Spider-Man, set in an alternate universe called the Ultimate Universe, but at the same time they kept publishing new Spider-Man stories in the original Marvel Universe. Anyway, oftentimes when new ideas are popular in these side universes, they'll get imported back into the main universe. Like the character of Miles Morales. When the Ultimate Spider-Man died, a kid named Miles Morales that was in the Ultimate Universe became the new Spider-Man of that that world, but eventually they added Miles Morales into the main universe because he was a popular character. Basically, these forays into alternate universes allow these publishers to explore new ideas without pissing off the fan base, which can get really, really, really dogmatic about the status quo, protecting the status quo. It gives the fans a chance to fall in love with new possibilities and just open up to new possibilities uh, for the characters that they already love before they have to accept the changes in the quote, real continuity. It's like a you know a test run that, that's safe. Uh, and this is something you can do for yourself in much the same way. Let's say that you really hate Brussels sprouts. It's probably really difficult to imagine yourself ever being able to enjoy them. But what about an alternate universe version of yourself, like you with a different hair color and a different middle initial and a deep, abiding love for Brussels sprouts? Maybe there's an alternate universe version of yourself out there that craves Brussels sprouts so much that he built an exosuit like Iron Man and he travels around the city robbing grocery stores and refrigerated trucks of their Brussels sprouts. Or maybe he's actually a mutant whose abilities are charged up by eating Brussels sprouts, kind of like Popeye with spinach. Maybe he got bitten by a radioactive Brussels sprout and became the delicious sprout man. Now, I'll get to some of the more arcane ritualistic uses for alternate selves in a bit, but this imagining process is really the meat of it. Almost any art form you can imagine, you can use to help you visualize these alternate selves. You can draw them, you can write about them, you can make them into tabletop role-playing game characters, you can play dress-up, or you can LARP them. You can draw hats and beards and mustaches over photos of yourself. You can make collages by cutting up magazines and photos of yourself and pasting them all together in different ways. You can write as the character. Uh, I've heard of people overcoming writer's block by just changing the font to Comic Sans because it helps them not to take their writing too seriously. You could do that and write at the, the top of the page like your name except with your middle initial changed. And, you know, then it's like, oh, this isn't my stuff. This is just this weird other version of myself who writes bad. Anyway, it's totally fine to be ridiculous and over-the-top with these characters. I mean, not only is it fine, it's helpful because it takes the pressure off. A lot of us do have this idealized version of ourselves who we hope to become (coughs) Durmak, the wizard and peasant lord of this vast ten-acre realm of Hobdur. (coughs) And sometimes these ideations can cause a lot of stress when we're constantly comparing ourselves to them. So making uh, ridiculous alternate cells helps to take the pressure off. Also, the whole point of alternate universes is that there's an unlimited number of ways that everything could have gone. There's an unlimited number of alternate universes. Any reality that you can imagine is potentially an alternate universe that you can use in your spiritual practice. So go ahead and dream up of what you think of as the best possible version of you. Um, but then also do another another best possible version, another best possible version, and also do the version that takes it a little too far and becomes a supervillain, like the bad guy in the Lego movie. He's so addicted to perfection that he wants to freeze everyone in place in picture-perfect poses. You want to dream up good selves, evil selves, anti-hero selves, happy selves, tragic selves, lawful selves, chaotic selves, ridiculous cartoonish selves, Dream up versions of yourself that are different genders and sexual orientations and races and ethnicities and socioeconomic classes and religions and so on, and think up more than one ideal circumstance, more than one outcome in which you're happy, in which you've conquered all of your demons and you're a helpful member of society. Let's say you're in a relationship and you're thinking about popping the question and making a lifetime commitment. I think it would actually be very healthy to spend some time imagining a version of you in an alternate dimension, leading a happy and fulfilling life without that person or with a different person or in a Buddhist monastery or in a free love commune or whatever. You don't want to be fixated on one particular outcome for your life. Now, I'm not saying that you don't marry that person or you don't pursue one path, but you imagine these alternate selves in order to help you make your decisions with confidence that you're making the right decision because you've considered the alternatives and with the freedom that comes from being able to let go of your beliefs about yourself and to realize that there are options. If it's impossible to imagine yourself being happy without your significant other, to me that's a sign that you don't really have a healthy relationship because you don't feel like you're free to choose. So imagine a parallel universe in which you never met them and there's a version of you in that universe that finds happiness through other people and other circumstances. And if that's too hard to imagine, add a big old giant mustache and try again. You can keep making it more ridiculous and, and more... Uh, keep walking it farther away from your own ego until it's far enough outside of yourself that you can comfortably imagine it without your ego defense mechanisms um, going off and shooting you down. And then you can, you know, gradually work it back to your actual self when, when you feel can get more comfortable with something that's new and different. Now, just imagining alternate universes, good and bad, can help you to let go of your ideas about yourself and, in the process, articulate your hopes and your fears, the heroes you hope to become, and the villains or victims you fear to become. But then you can use them to help you mix some of these ideas back into reality, just like how the comic book companies sometimes take ideas from their side universes and make them part of the main universes. Uh, I I like to think of it as a cross-pollination. Like, let's say I want to be more like the version of Gary from Earth57289 who has a giant beard that's like coursing with magical power and he also has shredded abs. Well the trick is to open some kind of link or portal to that dimension and to cause these two dimensions to cross pollinate. Some of shredded Gary's life crosses over into my reality some of my life crosses over into shredded Gary's reality. Now why would I want the latter? Why would I want my less shredded life to influence this rad shirtless Gary from Earth57289? Um, because your ideals and fantasies need to negotiate with reality in order to be able to interface with reality and influence it for the better. It's really important to have wild and wonderful fantasies, but when it comes time to, to try to make them more real, it has to be a two-way street. I have to understand that in order to get those shredded abs, Alternate Universe Gary had to give some something up, some uh, free time at least, and probably some money for epic amounts of protein. So when I open up this rift in the space-time continuum in order to meld our realities together, I've got to learn from him and his reality, and he's got to learn from me and my reality. Now how do we open up this rift? That's where ritual comes in. I'll detail a really specific ritual in the Spell of the Week segment, but you can insert alternate selves or alternate universes into all kinds of different traditional uh, religious or occult practices. You could invite some of these alternate selves to be your patrons or your spirit guides for a little while or for a long time. You could have a seance-like ritual or use a Ouija board to try to communicate with them across the dimensional barrier. You could use automatic writing to channel an alternate self. You could use astral projection, which is just a form of lucid dreaming, to travel to an alternate universe or shapeshift into an alternate self. You could do a super elaborate ritual in your basement to open a portal to an anime reality in which you have a giant robot companion. And that portal would allow basically that, that reality to subtly influence ours and vice versa. And what I mean by that in more science, scientific terms is that it influences the way that you interact with the world. It influences your psychology and anybody else who's involved. <laughs> and now it's time for the spell of the week. The Spell of the Week, this week, is a daily morning ritual to link minds with a parallel universe self. Okay, so this is a practice that you might want to try every morning for a week or for a lunar cycle, or maybe like every Sunday morning or something like that. You know, just do it regularly. You'll need a stack of blank index cards and something to write with. And uh, if you want to go above and beyond, you can grab your... Uh, colored pencils or your paint or crayons or whatever to also color it in. Uh, Every morning take a fresh index card and make up a new fictional you on the card. Think of it like a baseball card or a Pokemon card or a magic card. Draw a picture on the top half and then on the bottom half write some key information. What are this character's uh, strongest abilities and assets? What's the biggest source of trouble in this character's life? What are her biggest moral struggles? What are this character's preferred styles for approaching challenges? Does she like to stop and gather all the facts, or does she charge in guns blazing? Uh, What joys in life did she have to give up in order to become a tech CEO by day and a superpowered crime fighter by night? What people, places, and things are central to this character's life? What does the character have that you want for yourself? And what does she have that you don't want for yourself when it comes down to it? Okay, so once you've made this little trading card, Take several deep breaths, clearing your mind, and then visualize our universe and this other parallel universe, drawing nearer to each other in the great metacosmic soup through which universes swim. and Visualize your will and your magical power, causing these two universes to come together and kiss, shivering slightly as they meld their essences ever so briefly. Now using your magical powers to maintain this connection, focus on the card and call out to the character by name. Visualize the character in her surroundings at that moment, hearing your telepathic message, and then feel your minds meld just slightly. Keep breathing carefully and this will be quite safe. Your mind won't take over theirs and their mind won't take over yours. You'll just gain a window into their way of looking at the world. Now close the link between the universes. Break off this kiss of realities. As you go about your day, be watchful. You may notice that you see the world in a slightly different way, as if as if another consciousness was riding along, reacting to your life alongside you. Learn as much as you can from that consciousness before it fades overnight as you sleep. Was its way of seeing the world more helpful or more hurtful? It doesn't matter if this alternate version of yourself was a hero or a villain or a victim, or even just exceptionally boring, you can absolutely learn something valuable from her and incorporate that wisdom into your reality. Whether or not you want to become more like that character, you can still learn something for your life. Now, you want to make each of these alternate selves very distinctive. Uh, Think how boring Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse would have been if it was all just different Peter Parkers with different middle initials and different hair colors. Diversity is key. If you need help coming up with fresh takes on the character, you can use some kind of randomized input to choose a theme for that day. Like you could draw a tarot card, or you could use a random character generator from a tabletop role-playing game, or use a uh, Rory's Rory's Story Cubes, which are these little dice with pictures on them. Or you could open the dictionary to a random word, or open a Harry Potter book to a random page and pick a random word. Or you know, there's all kinds of different ways that you can in- infuse randomness into it, and that can help you to pick a theme uh, for that day that will kind of you know be that character's superpower or weakness or or something like that. The point is to keep infusing your life with fresh perspectives on all the different ways that you could choose to live differently if you wanted to. Equipped with that understanding, you can make your choices for this one single life that you get to live in our timeline with more freedom and with more confidence. You can find the Placebo Magic podcast and my poetry and other writing on the web at farmcodegary.com. Send your feedback to farmcodegary at protonmail.com and let me know if I can read your feedback on the show. Music is by Kevin McLeod of Encompatech.com and licensed under the Creative Commons Attribution 4.0 license. You can support the show by giving us a review on your podcast app of choice, sharing an episode with a friend, or becoming a Patreon supporter at patreon.com slash placebo magic. Patreon supporters also gain access to our Patreon-exclusive bonus show. Remember, magic is a metaphor, and metaphor is magical.